This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. Ready to dive into God's Word with us? Join our next online Bible study. Throughout the year, we'll dive into Lifeway Women's studies that cover a variety of topics and hear from several different amazing Bible teachers. For each study, you can access the teaching videos for a limited time, comment and interact with others walking through the study, and track your progress. See what we're studying next at lifewaywomen.com forward slash OBS. And welcome to the Mark Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Hindman, and I am here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Elizabeth. It's good to be back this week. Yes, and we are so excited because this week we're talking to somebody. I know I, I say this all the time, but I feel like we're really moving through our list these days. And so this yes. is someone who has been on our list for a while. And so we're so happy to finally get to chat with Ashley Irons. Hello, Ashley. Hi, I'm glad to be here and glad to know I've been on a good list. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the good list. It's a great right. list. Yeah. So, Ashley, tell us just about yourself and what you do. Yeah. Oh, man, that, that used to be really hard to answer that uh, question. <laughs> but now I feel like I'm finally at the stage in life where I can give you a concise answer. So I get that. I get that. <laughs> uh, my name is Ashley Irons. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I have lived in four states so far. I like to travel and experience new cities. Um, I'm also an entrepreneur. I own my own business. And I also do a lot of creative and philanthropic work um, as well as a part of my life. Those are kind of the um, three or four drivers that are as, you know, the through line, the consistent line with my life, which is um, business and also uh, ministry and uh, things related to the church um, the Big C Church, um, and just experiencing different cultures. That's kind of been my life. <laughs> so, That's a very yeah. cool three things to be, um, to have always in your life, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You seem like you must be like a curious person. Like you like to learn and you like to maybe experience new things. Does that seem like it would describe you? Absolutely. And <laughs> yeah. um, unfortunately, I found that out through one of those like personality tests. Uh-huh. Um, I can't remember which one it was. It's, I've taken all of them, the Myers-Briggs, Enneagram. Yeah. Um, there's new ones that I've, I didn't even know existed. And I wish I had found that out earlier because I felt like I was such um, uh, an anomaly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there are others like me and we're very nomadic. Uh, we're creative. We love to learn and explore and try new things. So, yeah, we're out here. <laughs> yeah. So. That kind of leads us into kind of, you know, talking a little bit about um, just a little bit about your company and it's called mm-hmm. Iron Sharp Admin. Is that right? Yes. Well, the the larger parent company is just Iron Sharp Agency. Um, okay. And underneath that, we have uh, basically three uh, offerings. One is Iron Sharp Admin, the other is Creative, um, and the other is Consulting. Um, our kind of front facing right now for as far as like offerings is on the admin side. Basically, we are a uh, special teams for special projects. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it consists of uh, virtual administrative assistants, project managers, and graphic designers. And so we like to come alongside and, uh, you know, small businesses, first-time entrepreneurs, um, understaffed or overwhelmed departments within larger, you know, companies or organizations and basically help them uh, build capacity to get the things done that they need done. Um, and we rely on, you know, our clients' expertise to guide that relationship, but we are basically the the hands. We're the worker bees. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's on the admin side. Of course, on the graphics side, we do graphics, websites, all types of stuff. And then on the consultant side, it's myself and a team of consultants. And we normally do projects around uh, DEIB, which is uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, um, and belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've done a lot of work there, both in Dallas and outside of Dallas. So that's our that's us. Yeah. <laughs> so like virtual assistants that like that was becoming a thing even pre-pandemic, but now it's even accelerated. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a huge like opportunity, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. Pre-pandemic people were kind of catching on. Like um, you can find extremely qualified people that can manage themselves from home and you won't have to deal with the overhead of, you know, building costs and Mm -hmm. everything that comes with that. Um, And then once the pandemic hit, everybody was forced to kind of figure it out uh, that way. Um, And so it was a perfect time for us to really come alongside, you know, folks that wanted to either start new businesses or they had to figure out how to navigate, you know, the pandemic and the shutdown. And um, we've been very blessed to kind of partner with a lot of great uh, organizations and companies that we still have relationships with today. Yeah. I think the graphic design is such a a needed piece that people don't think about. And so mm-hmm, I yes. love that y'all do that for like small companies. Cause I yeah. know like anytime I've talked to somebody that's kind of an entrepreneur, they're like, well, I need a logo. I need a mm-hmm. website. Like, how do I do that? And so yeah. that is definitely a need that y'all are fulfilling. But yeah. tell us more about the, I'm, I don't remember the acronym, D. Is it D I E B? So no, you're and oh. it's fine because it changes a okay, lot. Okay, okay. <laughs> it used to just be D E I. Um, okay. Now it's D E I B or D E I A B, which the A could also stand for access. So gotcha. um, which I really like. It's I love how language evolves yeah. to meet the needs of culture and society at the time, you know, what we're kind of dealing with. And so Basically, we we come alongside, again, organizations, um, companies, and businesses to do a myriad of things. That's kind of our, our least uh, packaged item because it's very customized towards the needs of those that we're working with. But the mm-hmm. focus um, is diversity, equity, inclusion, access, and belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very rooted in anti-racism and anti-white supremacy work where we help these organizations and businesses um, build capacity to do that work and build that work into the decisions they make and the life of their business and organization and, and, and develop trainings, um, manuals. And um, we've, uh, you know, done consulting on best hiring practices. Um, through this vehicle, I'm also a coach for Dallas Truth Racial Healing and Transformation. Um, and they've been doing a racial equity cohort for the past uh, three and a half years, and they're doing such a great job. Um, they also do Black women in nonprofit leadership mm-hmm. a cohort. So for both of those, I've been a coach where we are 
literally walking alongside organizations because it's it's such a big job and yeah. um you know you still have your day-to-day work to do so a lot of these organizations just don't have capacity to even know where to begin right. um so it's been a real joy to walk alongside um these folks and see real results and see them committed to the work lifelong and understand that <laughs> This is a lifelong journey. There's no kind of, you know, one answer or, you know, one shoe size that fits all. Um, It's more of a commitment and getting people to see that and helping them take their first steps has been amazing. Wow. That's really cool. And I'm sure so helpful to people because I think a lot of times when companies want to do something like that, they want to do it, but they're like, where do we even start? How do we... We need help. And so you're providing that for people for sure. Rightfully so. It's like having a trainer, um, which I need at the moment before the holidays. (laughs) 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 It's having somebody say, here's your meal plan. And this is lifelong. It's not a diet. It's a change. You know, I need somebody slapping the burgers out of my hand right now. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead, Kelly. No, no. I I just, I'm like, I green. I'm like, amen. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> what drew you to start that uh, the company that's Iron Sharp and those different things? Like we talked a little bit about it, but like what yeah. you said, you always like to be in business. So what drew you for these specific like three branches of, Ooh, of a company? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> well, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Um, and so it's always kind of been there. I didn't have the courage to step out on that until I was almost forced to um, because of health issues. Mm. And um, I kind of started having health issues, I'd say about five or six years ago, where I couldn't quite figure out what was going on. um, And I needed to restructure my life in such a way where I prioritized health and not just uh, as an addendum or a, 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 a item on a checklist. Um, everything needed to kind of bow to my health because I realized um, I won't have any checklist to do if I'm not here. So I gotta, I gotta reorder this thing in a way that I, that is extremely radical um, for me and um, for the time. And so I did it initially to uh, really say, how do I, make the ecosystem of what I would need for my health work for me and also be able to live and survive. And so entrepreneurship was um, the most natural choice. I could, you know, schedule meetings when I needed to, or if I needed rest, you know, get rest. Or um, if I needed to prioritize cooking healthy at home um, and kind of change up that uh, fast-paced life of getting burgers on the go, you know, and instead make a very healthy kale salad at home. Yeah. I needed to be in command of my schedule and um, I needed to be in command of the type of work that I would take on so I could reduce stress. So that's the background behind why I started um, Iron Sharp. Um, and it just kind of has evolved and it is evolving to changing the way um, we work and changing mm-hmm. the culture Um, Because I do believe there's a way for us to care for ourselves and also be community minded um, without uh, burning the candle at birth, both ends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a challenge. um, Mm -hmm. And I enjoy that challenge and and figuring that out. But it's also a requirement for my life. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm always 
I'm always kind of drawn to entrepreneurs because it seems so different than me. Like I, I want to know what I'm doing. I want to know where I'm going. Yeah, but entrepreneurs are they're starters, and they have this just drive to do something that they see the need, and they try to help fill that need. And I love that we have so many women. And, and, and women of color, too, that are such mm-hmm. incredible entrepreneurs, but they also are able to steward their gifts for the glory of God. So mm-hmm. how do you see that happening where you're in your space? Yeah, um, that's so funny that you said that. Uh, I find entrepreneurs uh, interesting as well because we <laughs> do have to work to find our next check. So that is yeah. not fun. So let me not, um, uh, you know, uh, euphemize this too much. <laughs> uh, entrepreneurship is hard. Yeah. Um, it, the, you know, with, with every part of our lives, there's benefits and trade-offs. And so these trade-offs with entrepreneurship is, is um, they are... Uh, a unique set um, because there is not a lot of um, surety um, in us. Uh, yeah, like we have to stay on top of things. So there's there's the freedom and there's autonomy. And yes, you have to be a self-starter, but you also have to accept that there are these ups and downs that you did not experience um, when you were working for someone else. Um, and there's like... You know, I know people always say there's this false sense of security um, when you are, you know, working for another organization, but uh, it sure doesn't feel that way, right? So I have been tempted to go the other route. But um, to your point, how have I, you know, infused the gifts that God has given me into uh, business? I see the marketplace and the Big C Church as one, um, that there's no difference because I don't feel duplicitous. So I'm going to show up, whether I'm singing on a Sunday morning or I'm having a meeting with my team, the the same. Mm-hmm. And I try to create that new culture um, within my business as well. That same freedom that I'm going to have um, when I'm with, uh, you know, folks at church and we're worshiping and we're doing an event. Um, I want that same freedom within my business. So I, I always tell them, you know, in a typical job, you might have to check a lot at the door. I would like to redefine professionalism for us. Um, I think we all had to do that during the pandemic. If you've got kids or a dog in the background and you're on Zoom, mm-hmm. that's actually who you really are. Um, you've had to, uh, you know, check that under the guise of professionalism mm-hmm. through your day-to-day work. But I'm like, hey, girl, if you got to eat, like you got to eat on the call. My only concern is can you get what we're asking you to get done? And if you can, self-manage. Um and so I kind of want to have that same um, ministry of bringing people into a place of oneness and wholeness, um, both when I sing and when I do work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. The uh, I forget exactly how you phrased it, but the getting doing away with professionalism or redefining professionalism. Yeah. That's the word yeah. Use. And mm-hmm. I have thought the same thing. Like, it's really kind of fun to see our coworkers like, in their bedrooms or Mm -hmm. see the sick kid that's home from school and we Mm -hmm. get to all say hi or the dog or whatever, because it is very much. And I know that we're very privileged at Lifeway to where it's a, it's a very family oriented company. So Mm. um, even before we were not required or told to check our personal life at the door, Mm -hmm. but I think even more so now we can, we can really kind of see who we're talking to and all about their lives and how they decorate their house <laughs> and all this kind of stuff, which is always, to me, very fascinating and just helps us to 
see the diversity of people that God has called together to do this work and different personalities and all that kind of stuff. So I love how you talked about that. And you mentioned worship. And so you often serve on the worship team with Anthony Evans at the Going Beyond Live events. Mm -hmm. So how did you get started in leading worship? Child. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. You know, I've been singing. Uh, my father uh, was a musician in the 70s, um, and they kind of went, uh, they had a, a level of success. So music has always been there, both on my father's side and my mother's side. Um, you know, we grew up in this uh, small family church in South Carolina um, where there, there's red cushions on the seat. The baptism is under right. the pulpit and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, stained glass. I think my, my grandparents' names is on one of those glass. So I've always yeah. been around church culture and I've always been around music. So that is also, I, know, I think I mentioned three things that are consistent in my life. The number four would be um, music or something creative where mm-hmm. I get to kind of express that. Um, so it's always been there. But what led me to um, sing behind Anthony was, I moved to Dallas in, oh man, what year was that? 2012, 2013 to go to seminary um, and had to do a internship. And the internship was at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship where Dr. Tony Evans is the pastor, of course, Mm -hmm. that's Anthony's father. And from there um, ended up working on staff full time um, as a worship leader and a worship coordinator. So we got connected there. Cool. Did you work at the same time that Elizabeth Woodson was there? Yes, ma'am. That's okay. my girl. Oh. <laughs> That's my homie. Yes, we've had her on a few times. And so I wanted to make that connection for all of our listeners because that's so fun how everybody's paths cross in mm-hmm. ways that they would never have expected. But mm-hmm. God knew all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fun connection. Yeah. And what a, that church just has an incredible legacy and just incredible mm-hmm. leaders. And so what a great place to be discipled and to be, you know, get to sit under his teaching. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So one of the things we love to do on this podcast is we love to see some little behind the scene things. Okay. So you might have a few funny stories about Anthony or just something that maybe <laughs> ha- has happened on the road. I, I told Elizabeth before we did the podcast, I g- went on kind of a little bit of a rabbit chase and found where Anthony Evans was in a getting a pedicure and James Corden was in there and and actually gave him a, a little bit of a pedicure. Did you <laughs> did you catch that? I think I've seen that clip. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I'm sure you have better stories even than that. So anything that's like happened on the road while you've been doing worship with him? Um, you know what? I'm really trying to think. Most oh, of you're the- going to be nice, aren't you? You're going to be nice. And <laughs> well, I was going to say, if you can't think of anything funny, just anything that's like a good memory or something yeah. of the of yeah. an event would be. I think well, it's always I, fun I, to hear. I will say this: I probably have way more funny stories about myself because uh, <laughs> than I do Anthony. One thing that anybody that knows me and <laughs> they know about me, I am. Uh, a germaphobe and I probably should have some type of clinical uh, diagnosis about it a little bit. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm extreme germaphobe. So traveling for me is like, oh my gosh, people probably either hate it or they love it. So I am one of those that was wearing masks on the plane prior to the pandemic. Okay. That was uh-huh. I was taking a glove and wiping down the seat because yeah. I can just imagine people taking their shoes off 
and rubbing their toes <laughs> all in the places where I don't want them to. Yeah. Now um, we're all going to have to do yeah. this every time. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, actually a housekeeper at a hotel for like three months um, when I was in college. And I don't know why I did that job because I love to clean, but I'm dermaphobic. So it's yeah. Weird, but My grandmother was a housekeeper at a hotel and oh. we just had to like ignore all the stories that she would tell. I'm oh, telling you, I have stories for days and it probably is what messed me up for uh, uh-huh. traveling. So uh-huh. um, people know that and they have learned that that when I get to the hotel, I have a whole regimented if anybody's really interested i could tell you what i do um but i bring all my cleaning supplies um <laughs> they have learned to uh, <laughs> get some for me or i've already brought it in a check bag they wait for me they're so kind um and i have uh somebody on the going beyond team her name is summer panino mm-hmm. um she actually works with and for anthony as well she's amazing and what have we been doing this for two or three years? She's kind of even put me onto some best practices with essential oils. Yeah, I can write like a how-to guide. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Any other germaphobes, I got you. I so it. do you have like a little ritual when you get to a hotel room? Like what you do? Yes. Like, uh-huh. Yes, girl. When I get there, I first of all, I check the sheets. That's the yep. main thing. Yeah. And I, I do I, that. Yeah. I already like... Even if they're kind of clean, I actually call down to the staff and ask them to change it anyway. Okay. Because what I learned as a housekeeper, if y'all are ready for this. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just do it. Let's rip off the the band-aid. And it's no shade to housekeepers. Their goal or the business, you know, the the goal is to turn things fast. Uh And so there's a difference between clean and disinfected. Okay. Uh So I could come into a room, sleep on a bed, and the sheets don't look dirty. But what we can't see is like dead skin cells and oh, other oh, things that are cold. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you yeah. might come into a hotel room and the sheets look very, you know, white and clean, but it doesn't necessarily mean they've changed it from the night before. Okay. No, I I did not need to know this. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry, uh, <laughs> Lifeway audience. <laughs> We're all going to be demanding new sheets now yeah. when we travel. Oh, wow. Yeah. I bring wow. shower shoes, Lysol, Clorox wipes. And I'd get to all the areas that they probably don't wipe down, like door handles or the part behind the door handle Yeah, um, Uh on the door. Yeah, I do all the things. Or the remote control. Yeah, I've heard the remotes. I probably won't even watch TV because I don't want to touch that thing. (laughs) Uh Mm -hmm. I, like, for the most part, am just, like, we're going to just call it building up my immunity system or my immune system (laughs) and just go with it. But there are a few things, like, I... I have started disinfecting the, or like wiping it down, not like hardcore disinfecting the TV remote. Cause I'm like, well, I have all these like disinfectant wipes, like Lysol wipes and stuff. So I was like, I'll do it on that. And then we'll just like, yeah, but I definitely check, I check the bed, I check the sink Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. But if you really want to go hardcore, check the mattress. But okay, I I, I feel like that's better for me to just not know. Ignorance is bliss in that case. I have a family member that brings a sleeping bag. She oh, my goodness. Home. Yeah, she sleeps in the sleeping bag on the bed. Okay. Yep. yep. Here, Here we are. are. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is, so maybe the germs are your least favorite part of serving on a worship team, but what is your favorite part of serving on the worship team at the Going Beyond Live events? Oh, um, the friendships. Um, mm-hmm. I have told uh, the team this before, but that I really enjoy um 
just being with him. Honestly, we just have a, a, a good group of folks where I feel like we're really good friends. The camaraderie is there. Um, it feels like an enjoyable, fun time every time I do going beyond. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Yeah. Um, the conversations we get to have. And a lot of these people that sometimes the only time I get to see them, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, because people are living in different states or different different things. But the relationships we've been able to build um, has been great. And Going Beyond does this dinner that you guys, you know, know about. Mm-hmm. You guys do dinner too. Yeah. Um, that we get to do, what is it, the Friday night before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's always fun. It's it's. It's nice to commune with yeah. other mm-hmm. creatives and people that are working in ministry. And I have to shout out my girls, um, Didi and Mel. They are the, I mean, they're professional singers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Compared to them, I do this for fun. They, This is what they do for life. Um, they are on tour right now with Kirk Franklin in Maverick City. but um, wow. And their resumes are amazing. So getting to sing with them. And also sing behind Anthony and the amazing band is always bomb. Yeah. And I will say, like, from the from being in the audience at Going Beyond Live events, you can tell that y'all are all just having the best time and mm-hmm. are um, really in in the middle, like the sweet spot of your skills and mm-hmm. talents. And so it's really fun to watch um, y'all all be together and have fun being together. It's it's a fun worship set usually so that's really fun to see well and it's always it's always great to see the ministry that happens at our events and i know that the thing that we hear over and over again about priscilla's events are the prayer times Mm. Um, and you guys are a big part of just setting the stage for that and really getting you know people to the moment of just listening to the lord and experiencing the lord and so that's a such a a great moment for our events for sure yeah and I, i just appreciate you know everybody's leadership in this it makes it um the enjoyable part of it doesn't come without i'm sure a lot of work on the back end mm-hmm. so by the time we get there i know there's so much that has already been in motion so i i just want to applaud um and thank both priscilla and anthony for the invitation to even participate um yeah. by the time we walk in yeah we do our work for you know rehearsing and and learning the format and being there but it they really make it easy um, for us to enjoy these moments and really be present, um, you know, during those moments and following, you know, what God wants to do in the room. So their leadership is critical to this process. Mm-hmm. And shout out to our production team, too, yeah. mm-hmm. because they they make things I mean, we just had a big event last weekend, and I'm always amazed at how flawlessly they make things, you know, and just easier for those who are on the stage. Yeah. But they they go unrecognized, and they mm-hmm. do their work with, and they serve so well. So, shout out to the production team too. Yes. <laughs> well, we know you're passionate about leading worship, but you you lead women in a lot of ways. So, what are some of the other ways? I know in your work and things like that, but um, you know. What are what are some of the ways that you're leading women? Yeah, that's such a, a interesting question. Um, you know, pre pandemic, it it kind of had a a little bit of um, a format for me where um, I was working, you know, church full time, and then also on the side would just kind of do these uh, one off organic events that I've done for you know the women that I know uh, specifically here in Dallas. 
Um, and post-pandemic, I am still learning how that's you know going to work. How do I connect and serve and lead women when I'm not physically present? I am um, a challenge for me as I'm introverted. Mm-hmm. And so one-on-ones really help me. Um, I love diving deep and I feel like that is a sweet spot, but I also understand um you know, gathering together for other women and, and finding support in that way is just as important. Um, so right now, um, I'm doing more so one-on-one through my work. A lot of the women that work uh, with me, I call them partners. Um, they are also contractors, but they are figuring out this kind of uh, post-COVID, post-pandemic. I know we're not out of it, um, but they're figuring out their new lives. So I have you know, mothers with very young kids working with me. And so my ministry and and leadership for women is helping them to see how they can still pursue their passions um, and not have to, again, uh, feel, uh, you know, separated or compartmentalized (laughs) as a mother and maybe a writer or Um, a business owner who's also working in ministry who also wants to do graphics on the side. So I love encouraging those that I work with. I work with a lot of Black women as well who's uh, a ministry. My ministry and my focus um, normally is centering us and finding ways to heal ourselves. And so also through my business, um, that is something that I want to prioritize and I do prioritize. So I get to lead them in that regard and, and Tell them, yes, it's risky out here in entrepreneurship, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, again, as a coach for Black women in nonprofit leadership, um, leading and coming really coming alongside those women to champion what they feel called to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's my sweet spot when it comes to um, leading other women is setting all of us free to run with those creative ideas um, and run with ideas big or small, um, run with those ideas that may not seem like they fit in the season of life right now. Maybe it's for later, maybe it's for now, but helping them to figure out how to um, not let them die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I feel like those thoughts and ideas and those dreams are core to who and how God has made us. A lot of the things I'm doing now, I dreamed about when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. and just kind of set it aside because I thought there wasn't a way for me to get it done. But as God would have it, <laughs> here I am mm-hmm. um, as an entrepreneur doing all the things I love to do. It's no less hard, um, but it's so rewarding. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm very grateful. and I feel very privileged to do this for however long that I can. <laughs> You know, Elizabeth, in the back of my mind, and Elizabeth's like, Kelly, please don't go here. But I, I am. I mean, because we our conferences before Priscilla's events, the Going Beyond Live, are you lead events. And they're for women in leadership. And I'm, mm. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I need Ashley to come yeah. teach a breakout for me at you I was lead. Gonna, I was actually going to say that, Kelly, but I was going okay, to okay. wait till after the episode. But no, yes, no, I think no. this is in great. The middle of the this episode. is organic advertising that we're doing right here. <laughs> that No. It's not just advertising, but I'm just like, this way it puts Ashley on the spot and yes. I can just say, what you want to do this? No, no, we'll talk, Ashley. But but I, I was in the back of my mind. I'm like, she needs to be leading. So like, yes. she needs to be teaching at some of our events because you're going to be at some of these events. So anyway. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Sorry for the, yes. <laughs> no, um, I love it. And I was actually thinking when you were talking about um, 
like not com- compartmentalizing mm-hmm. our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashlyn Portero taught on this at the Life Women's Leadership Forum a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah. And I'm not going to say it as well as she did, um, but she was just talking about how there's not really such a thing as balance when it comes mm-hmm. to like ministry mm-hmm. and career and mm-hmm. how it's like your everyday life is your ministry. Like that's just what so true. we do. And so I think for a long time we've been talking a lot about compartmentalizing or I mean that may be just like our natural human instinct um but also to try to achieve balance with our ministry and our work and our family and all those things and it all just is wrapped up into one and I think that's one of the things that we maybe can learn from COVID um because it kind of all did like you were saying earlier about the professionalism um redefining it and I think everything kind of came together because we were literally stuck in one room or, you know, in our house with all of those things together. And so I think um, that could be a good thing that we learn Mm -hmm, to not compartmentalize and to not, because we're whole people and we do all those things um, and they live in our hearts and in our minds constantly. So I think think the the philosophy behind that, um, Elizabeth, that I'm, learning and and maybe this will evolve even more as I, um, you know, get older and have more experience. Um, I think the philosophy underneath is our tendency as humans to want things to balance Mm -hmm. and to make sense. And, um, you know, that you can mathematically define beauty. Uh, yeah. (laughs) You know, we like for things to be in its certain places. This is why. like definitions. and like like, definition. I love watching. (laughs) Unfortunately, my Instagram time is spent watching people organize their cabinets right now. (laughs) That is me. I love it. And we, we would like to find a formula in the same way we can buy these beautiful containers off of Amazon and put you know, our cereal in one and this and that, it feels good. It feels safe. It feels sure. Mm -hmm. But as humans and as the world evolves and as our lives evolve, life isn't that neat. And it's not, it's just not like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think allowing women the freedom to say in our relationships with God and in our lives and in our work and um, in our relationships, move away from formula and hold on to principles. Mm -hmm. Like, allow God room to contextualize those principles in your unique life. Um, don't hold tightly to a formula because as life was habit, as I'm sure all of our mothers and grandmothers and uh, older saints have <laughs> told us, if you keep living, life is going to keep happening. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. you will, the older I get, the more I accept the fact that not as much as I thought was sure is really sure, but I am going to hold on to the core thing in my belief, which is Jesus Christ came, you know, died, uh, rose again, and he's coming back. And yeah. that's about all I can be sure of in some instances. Um, but the rest, I got to give God room. I got to do things with an open hand. I got to use what he's given me to plan. Sure. But I, I also have to remember, like, as, as COVID has taught us, the world can shut down tomorrow if it wants to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. Know? So I've got to give God room to contextualize these principles that I'm learning from him and about him and that he's revealing to us um, in my unique life. I have a unique life as Ashley, a young, single black woman in America living in Texas. Like there are unique things to me, but I can hold on to the same principle you might be holding on to, which could just be trust God. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
what does that look like for me? Um, and it's, it's the same idea, I think, behind the professionalism and allowing myself not to feel duplicitous. It's like there can be change without separation and, and this kind of uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, compartmentalization. Mm-hmm. I can allow their freedom, the freedom for things to change, but the core of who I am and the core of what I believe to remain the same. Mm. Amen. I love that. That was really um, good. And I think it's encouraging just, I mean, like you said, it's encouraging no matter who you are, mm-hmm. because that is the one, like, we can still hold on to those truths no matter what the rest of our lives look like. Mm-hmm. Well, on, this is the Marked Podcast, and so yeah. the question that we always end with is, well, we don't always end with it, but we always ask at some point yeah. in the in the episode, is what is one thing that has marked you in your walk with Christ? Mm. Um, I love this question. I, I used to have an Instagram name when Instagram first came out. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that'll tell you how old I am. Um, uh, my Instagram name was Beauty Mark. I have a oh. large mole on my face okay. in the middle of my cheek. I'm actually a very moly person. So okay. very, uh, <laughs> very moly. And uh, my family, whenever I, I see them, hug them, they always press the mole on my face like I'm five years old. Uh, <laughs> So, but it's it's a mole or a beauty mark, and so I've yeah. always had that as far as the framing in my life. Um, and as I've come to accept the moles on my body and in many different uh, you know ways, God decided to be creative there. Um, I, there are many things in my life that have marked me. The biggest one and the most obvious is my family. Mm-hmm. The biggest and the most obvious. They are um, the vehicle through which. God has revealed himself the most. Um, My mother, who is in Atlanta, Georgia, my older sister and older brother, um, and I would say my grandmother, who this year actually passed, she was 98, um, they have been the uh, teachers of faith, courage, hope, perseverance, love, patience, forgiveness, I, the list can go on and on mm-hmm. and I carry them every time I move. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they are with me. I, I come as Ashley, but I really come as my entire family. Mm-hmm. Um, all, you know, uh, words. I think it was my Angela says I come as one, but I really come as 10,000. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely come as five. <laughs> yeah. They have marked me um, and they continue to mark me and they, um, I, I am indebted to, serve them and to love them. Um, they are gifts that God has given me and I am so grateful for them. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's, I mean, I think about all of us, like mm-hmm. we're shaped and formed by the people that mm-hmm. we are around. And that's why we, as moms and as grandmothers, we pray for good friends and good, you know, mm-hmm. good relationships because we know that that does affect who, who we are. So I don't think anyone's ever answered that question that way, Elizabeth. So yeah, I don't that, think so either. Yeah. It was a fun way to, to do this. Ashley, this has been such a fun conversation. I have mm-hmm. so enjoyed getting to spend time with you today. And uh, we want to encourage our listeners to meet you and to hear you at, at a going beyond live. You, you don't, 
know exactly like which ones you'll be at. Um, yeah, it'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> so yeah, but we definitely want our listeners to check out where we're going to be headed, and and we'd love for you to just join us, um, whether it's at the Going Beyond Live or at the Yuli before that, because you know Elizabeth's going to say Kelly had to get that in there. So yes, <laughs> absolutely. So thank you so much, listeners, for being with us again today, and we hope to see you back next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heinemann. Use the hashtag Marked Podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifewayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,